You're listening to the Yoga Teacher's Helper, a podcast about how to become a better and more successful yoga teacher. With Anastasia Shevchenko, the founder of the Berlin Yoga Conference, and Nadezhda Gapova, founder of Yoagna Yoga and Nonstop Yoga Festival. My name is Anastasia Shevchenko. I'm the founder of the Berlin Yoga Conference and Nadezhda. I'm a yoga teacher with uh, over 10 years practice and have a yoga studio in Duisburg, live in Berlin and uh, work on this project. And we met not so long ago because of the conference. I found this conference in Facebook and was really inspired by the goals and the visions of Anastasia. And also I found out that we have a similar background. We are coming from the Himalaya Soviet Union <laughs> and uh, both live in Germany now. So we both speak Russian and our yoga teachers, first yoga teachers were uh, uh, the same yoga teachers. So why would you want to listen to this podcast? We would like to give you a bit of a personal background of us as yoga teachers. Nadezhda, would you like to start? How long have you been practicing and why did you decide to become a yoga teacher? Yeah, so my practice started over 20 years ago. I would call it practice now. So I was 14 years old walking through the forest and suddenly I uh, noticed that I'm uh, inside of my thoughts and I don't see how beautiful it's around. It was really very sunny, beautiful day and I, I haven't noticed my path, my walk and um, I don't know from where it comes. So I read no books about this, it just came by itself. I thought, wow, I don't want to think, uh, sit in my head. Yeah, I want to see the world around it, me and I want to be a part of it and I started just um, try to recall myself, remember that I'm here and now that I am yeah, that I'm not in my head. And then um, shortly after, um, occasionally I found a book. The name was Milarepa, uh, The Great Yogi of Tibet. Mm -hmm. It's a Buddhist book. I have known about this. And um, there were some sentences that really were interesting for me. It was about um, being present, about your mind, about the practice. And I started to read. I was very inspired and continued to read about different um philosophies and also re religious philosophies and only with 18 so uh, four years uh, later I came to my first yoga class and then I was practicing actually very intense I liked it very much it was very nice for my body and myself and I had uh, my intention to know more about my mind of course um, and never never uh, intended to teach yoga after uh, and, um, the, my friends asked me to teach them, I refused sometimes and then they were please insisting and I did some yoga teacher training and uh, started to do this and more and more people came and then I started to do it more like on a regular basis, additional to my normal life, <laughs> to my studies and work after. Yeah, now it's um, it was 2006 I started, so now we have 18, yeah, and um, I have a yoga studio now with a lot of yoga teachers and yoga classes, and it works without me nearly. It's in Duisburg, I live in Berlin, yeah, and I teach workshops and retreats, basically. Mm -hmm. So my yoga journey started when I was 15 and I was diagnosed with scoliosis one year before and I had really bad 
back pains. And this was also the time when I moved to Canada to join my father's family there. And he told me, okay, you got to start doing yoga because it's going to help you to manage your pain. And so I did. But really what attracted me was this philosophical part of yoga, the spiritual and esoteric part of it, that had a really nice library of different esoteric books, including some of the Russian yoga masters. And there were not that many back in the day. <laughs> so I really was just fascinated reading these books, and I felt a really strong spiritual longing. And um, just because of the pain, I was like, okay, yeah, I have to also do the asanas. <laughs> I have to also do my practice. And so I, I practiced and my motivation was, of course, to feel better. And I practiced daily in the morning and in the evening. And I had an injury where I had a broken and paralyzed arm. And then yoga really helped me to heal. And over years, it turned out that my scoliosis got better. So because of that, uh, I really continued with yoga on a regular basis but I never wanted to be a yoga teacher just like you mm -hmm. didn't want to teach it back in the day it wasn't really a profession I actually as a growing up as an immigrant or as a as a daughter of an immigrant in a foreign country you really want to succeed in life you really want to climb the corporate ladder so I went into communications marketing and PR and I and I wanted to work in in, in a big company and become a businesswoman and not a yoga teacher and but yoga really helped me during my university studies to to keep healthy to keep fit to manage stress to manage all of the anxieties of growing up as a young person in a foreign country Country, coming from a different background and speaking different language originally. And uh, in 2002, I moved to Berlin, to Germany. I worked here as a PR manager for one year and then I decided to change. I went to Thailand to do a teacher training and for the past almost six years been teaching yoga, meanwhile having two kids and my third child, Berlin Yoga Conference, for the past one year. What year you started to practice yoga? That was in 2003. No, practice. Oh, to practice yoga, yeah. yeah. Oh, 2003, okay. when I was mm -hmm. 15. So mm -hmm. half, of my, wow. half of my life. Yes, yeah, so this um, um, podcast is meant for yoga teachers, uh, but also people who are interested in yoga and been practicing for a while and want to deepen their knowledge of the practice and also maybe are considering to become yoga teachers one day. And we have a season made of 10 episodes. <laughs> the 10 episodes have um, each one a different topic. So the topic of this episode is being a yoga teacher. Do you have what it takes to be a yoga teacher? Episode number two is self-practice, importance and tips how to keep it up. The topic of episode number three is networking and getting to know your yoga community. The next episode, number four, is going to speak on finding your perfect yoga offer. So teacher training, workshops, retreats, holidays, conferences, etc. And episode number five is on finding your primary influential teacher or your guru. How and why? Nadezhda, would you like to tell us more about the episodes six to ten? Yeah, the next five episodes are m more uh, addressed to the fresh yoga teachers. But also if you're not intending to become a yoga teacher, it might be interesting to you. So listen to the topics. And episode number, number six is how to find a place to teach 
episode number seven is uh, how to find your teaching style and also maybe how to find the style that you want to be in if you are not a yoga teacher but you're a practitioner. Episode number eight, um, sequencing, uh, structuring of the class for the yoga teachers, but also if you're just practicing for yourself, you can learn something for you, I hope. And episode number nine goes about fears, big topic, uh, fears around teaching and around public speaking. So it might be interesting also for not yoga teachers. Episode number 10 is about continuous learning. That is, I think we are both, Nastasia and me are really keen on and uh, we'll just speak about the importance and possibilities. Mm -hmm. So why do we teach yoga? What is the primary motivation behind teaching yoga? I think it's very important from the very beginning to ask yourself a question, why you want to do this in the first place? What do you think? Uh, exactly. So if you're thinking to become a yoga teacher, yeah, it's very important to think for you, why, what's my motivation, what's my intention? Even if you're just a practitioner, uh, when you maybe write down for you why are you practicing, it might motivate you to be more consistent in your practice. Mm -hmm. You can actually teach yoga anyone without having a yoga teacher training because you can always share your experiences. If you really have that calling in you of sharing uh, your knowledge and you really felt like yoga has changed your life to the better and you want to give it to others, this is like a really good place to start your yoga teaching career. <laughs> yeah, maybe it will be for your friends where you also say, I'm not a yoga teacher, um, but um, if you want, I would like to share it with you. So that's a good beginning. And always we, um, when you teach someone, you learn it much better. So you will uh, increase your knowledge in, in yoga while teaching it. Yeah, definitely. It helps you to structure your own knowledge because when you just practice yoga for yourself, you just accumulate these insights and these feelings and these experiences. But when you have to teach it to others, then you suddenly have to give names to them and you have to organize them in your head and you have to structure them in order to guide your students through this process as well. Yeah, but also historically, yeah, we were uh, speaking before how it develops, uh, like from some hundred years ago to become a yoga teacher or a teacher, you had to practice maybe all your life. <laughs> and after only after that, you can uh, teach others. Then it's changed like 20, 30 years, education and the Buddhist, uh, Tibetan Buddhism. I think you have to study really very intensively 15 years before becoming a first grade of uh, uh, teacher. And um, as I started to, to practice yoga at that time, like back to the beginning of 2000, uh, it was like um, about you have to practice about seven years uh, intensively. And after that, you start to teach. But now we see, of course, differently. Yeah, people um, go, the time goes faster. And also the time when you start to teach goes 
faster. Uh, what I uh, once experienced, the girl um, was giving yoga class, and then I asked, um, "How long have you been teaching?" And she said, "Yeah, one year." And uh, and how long are you practicing? Yeah, one year. So <laughs> the second time she came, she already teached. I wouldn't say it's a, a good example. Maybe if you do it for your relatives, it's okay, but not for maybe yoga students, uh, like very openly. Mm -hmm. So what happens really often these days is that you get into the yoga and you like it and you practice it for some time and you see the positive results of yoga on your life and then you kind of like do a teacher training to deepen your knowledge and then you say well I already did a teacher training so I might as well teach yoga do you think that just because someone is practicing yoga they could become a yoga teacher <laughs> yeah, we were speaking about this, that uh, there are for sure some qualities uh, that you bring with you uh, that helps you to become a yoga teacher. And from my point, um, I would say that for me, what I see very important is uh, the patience because uh, people come and they do mistakes, so to say, all the time. And you just have to be patient too and, and soft, yeah, to to work with this, to go through this. Also, what I think it's very important is to have a feeling to the other, to the people. Just uh, uh, you, you see what the person needs. Yeah, that's uh, you can say it's also em empathy to feel what they need. Also to see uh, how it, um, how they how the day is now today to teach um, and. What I would say it's very important is a structured um, mm, way of thinking for me, I would say, yeah, like that you can uh, see the goals, where you want to go, where you want to bring your students. You can do this the way that you see or the, the goal. So you divide it on the steps. So today we do this, next time we do this and uh, so on. And also you can structure your own lesson. By the way, yeah, we will speak about this in some other episode more, more precisely. Mm -hmm. And you? For sure. So you need to have this kind of like long-term vision of the past based on your own experience of being on the past so that you know what are the steps, the smaller and the bigger steps, the milestones on this path so that you could recognize where your student is on the path and guide them to the next level, so yes. to say, <laughs> like in the game. We were speaking about this, that it's really important uh, also to have a passion to teach, to explain. So it should make you fun. You, you should really be in, um, interested in showing people something, taking care of them, helping them. We also find out that we have the uh, same desire to uh, for karma yoga so speaking to me when i go to some event i really enjoy to help the organizer and for free also yes i don't need money for this because just being a helpful mm -hmm. part it's really gives me a very good feeling and question is would you teach yoga uh, also without being paid and if you say actually yes, actually yes, if I have enough money from the other side, I would also do it for free. I think that's a good mark uh, for you mm -hmm. uh, to understand that you really um, good uh, want to teach yoga. Mm -hmm. So lots of topics have been touched <laughs> yeah. on there. Take it one step back for a moment. So on this topic of um, karma yoga, karma yoga is about uh, the yoga of action. So doing what you're supposed to do kind of like just 
being that kind of person who you know takes out the garbage because it needs to be taken out <laughs> yes. um so it's it's not only about like volunteering and helping others when you see that they need to be helped it's just that mindset that you are here on this planet to do things to and to make a world a better place and you do it in your own way and in your own speed but you have to do it It's, exactly, it's yeah. about the action. So what do you do to make this world better? So the yoga teachers, they're usually these people who have that mindset that they want to make a world a better place and they want to do it by giving this gift of yoga and teaching people how to have a more peaceful and more relaxed, stress-free, more aware kind of existence. Another thing that you touched on was this kind of like idea of continuous learning. So a, a teacher type of personality is someone who wants to learn all the time. And that means like learn from the people in the field, learn from other teachers, but also learn from your students and adjust your teaching and your visions and goals for teaching yoga based on the feedback that you get from your students. So also speaking about the empathy and the compassion, I mean, really a person who is a teacher is someone who's like a guide, someone who provides a space for learning and learning happens only when there is some kind of compassionate space created for the person. We, we, we all learn while having fun and enjoying and being supported and when we're under stress and when we are criticized we usually don't learn so well exactly don't we? yeah yeah so also i talk i said before that um the marker for you if you want if you really uh, can be a good yoga teacher or you the, being a yoga teacher is something for you is that you also the question you will uh, answer the question would you teach yoga for free with yes and this is this um financial part so both of us we we have our other jobs jobs primary yeah? Yeah. sources of income exactly <laughs> so i'm I, i studied informatics um and uh, was working for a long time also in big companies uh like uh, um, optimizer of websites so like internet marketing and i uh, actually i also for a long time i i had the, the idea i don't um I don't want to be dependent on yoga because yoga is so my so big passion. I don't want to be uh, materially like um, on the money level be dependent on it. So I always try to have um, some income from other place. So it's just an addition. Okay, I made a step to become only a yoga teacher um, because uh, by like my daughter come to the world and uh, I really ha have now really less time and I thought okay, now it's time I just put all my uh, things there after 10 years of teaching parallel to my uh, normal job. It's not uh, for everyone. I mean, some people just start faster and maybe now looking back, I would um, tell me an advice to become full-time yoga teacher uh, faster than I did it. But it was my way and uh, definitely uh, you should be practical by planning your life as a yoga teacher. You have to 
ask yourself how I will earn my money for the first three, four, five years, because you will not earn it um, completely from your being a yoga teacher. Yeah, and if you want to get rich quickly, this is a wrong profession. Yes. <laughs> um, or if you want to be famous. <laughs> yeah, do something else. For sure, I really like that you touched on this aspect of finding a way of supporting yourself by doing something else so that this aspect of teaching and giving yoga to others is kind of like freed up. Your energy is free and you can really be your best teacher. You don't depend on it yes. for survival. And yeah. that means that you are in exactly the right state of mind to share this gift of yoga as a passion with others and not uh, think in your head, well, you know, oh my God, today I have uh, five students instead of 10. Am I going to pay my bills by yeah. the end of the month? Like this is not what you should be thinking when you teach people yoga. Yeah. So teaching yoga should be on top of all the other responsibilities you have in your life. So you have to cover your basic uh, needs and um, to structure your life that way that you on top of it, you can leave your passion and, and uh, do yoga and teach yoga. Exactly. And if you've been teaching yoga already for some time uh, while having maybe another source of income and you really ask yourself a question, okay, how can I make that transition now? How can I go and teach full time? We really hope that with this podcast, we're going to provide you with all the tips and, and insights from our experience, observing others from being on this path for a long time, coming in contact with many people in the industry. We really hope that we could provide you this information so that you could make the best decisions and just use them to um, be successful in what you do, to be respected for what you do and to be properly uh, paid for your work and for your expertise. We believe that the problem of the modern yoga is not that there are too many yoga teachers. The problem of the modern yoga is that there are too many yoga teachers who are in the survival mode, who are stressed out and who are not in the right state of mind to really teach and, and give yoga to others. So we really to want to guide. make sure that you are in that position of abundance where you can really teach and be your best teacher and um, that's why we're here for you yeah so each episode is structured in such a way that we end with a little learning takeout uh, and this is where we ask you to actively engage with the content that we provide you by answering the questions that we've prepared for you and you can do this of course just by you know doing mental check but we really advise that you take a moment to write them down and to write down the answers and we really hope that you would feel inspired to share the answers with us and you can do that by commenting on this podcast on the episode or you can do it by writing us an email in this way we could get to know you guys a little more and uh, it's actually a really good exercise for you if you don't want to send the answers to us no problem but really try to answer these questions because they will help you to create a structure and a vision for your path as a yoga teacher. Nadezhda, would you like to walk us through the questions? Yeah, I'm really, I'm a fan of um, 
uh, writing down of, um, of the answers on these specific questions. We will give you a lot of this on our podcast. And personally, it helps me a lot just to understand much more what I really want and where I want to go and how I want to be. And um, then on the, you say, magical level, but actually it works with your subconscious, that uh, these things that you write down start to become true. So that's really a great um, exercise. Questions are, we will write down them also under, you will find them under this uh, podcast um, Why I want to teach uh, yoga or why I don't want to teach yoga? Why I am practicing yoga? Why I'm doing this? Uh, that's the second question. The third one, what yoga is giving to me? And the fourth one, it's a very important question for the yoga teachers, my yoga classes, uh, what my yoga classes can give To others. So the fifth one, uh, how do I commit to yoga? Write down your thoughts and experience of how much time you can invest. Maybe you can write down also where you can find an additional uh, time for your practice yoga. For example, you will say, uh, normally I'm I don't know, I watch a TV series, but actually I'm already done with this and I can um, give this time to my practice or reading a book about yoga. So just um, write down what, I, what resources you have now mm -hmm. and also what resources, uh, for time resources you can get. And the last question would be, it's a lot, but <laughs> you will have a lot of, out of it. Um, what are my other resources of practicing yoga? And here we mean, for example... Uh, what books do you have already or would like to read? What um, yoga uh, teachers or studios you want, uh, you would like to visit and uh, to learn? Maybe some workshops you would like to uh, visit, topics you would like to learn. So mm -hmm. this is your resources that you can um, use to mm -hmm. go on on your way of um, practicing yoga and becoming a yoga teacher. Yes, exactly. So it's really important. Once again, I would like to emphasize it, uh, as Nadezhda said, to work with these questions, because sometimes we have this impression that we know, but we don't. It's kind of like in our subconscious. It's kind of like in our shadow. We are not really completely aware of the answers and the details about these answers. So if you want to move forward and if you want to really proceed with this idea of teaching yoga you really need to have a clear vision of where you would like to move which direction you would like to take so writing this down makes your direction more clear and uh, also one idea that we would like to create over this um, podcast is to create a, a community of people who are interested in growing as uh, yoga practitioners yoga teachers that's why Uh, when you send these answers to us, uh, we were thinking now about creating uh, some uh, network, some place where where we can meet with you on the other level, like uh, yeah, more close online. And you can also meet with the other people um, who are like you, so you can exchange. And community is very important. Anastasia told it about this, and we will also have one podcast about the importance of a community. Yes, on this very important topic, we would like to end our first episode, being a yoga teacher, 
Do you have what it takes to be a good yoga teacher? Our second episode, our next episode is going to be on self-practice, the importance of self-practice and tips about how to keep up your practice. It's going to be very valuable for advanced practitioners as well as yoga teachers because you teach what you learn in your own practice. Yes, I'm really already waiting for the next episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Yoga Teacher's Helper. With you were Anastasia and Nadezhda. Feel free to connect to us over our web space, yogateachershelper.com, over Facebook and over email.